Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. Well, hello again, everyone. I'm Mark Stinson, and welcome back to Unlocking Your World of Creativity. This is the podcast where we talk to creative experts literally all over the world about how they get inspired for their creative thinking how they organize their ideas, and then how they gain the confidence and the connections they need to get their work up and out into the world. And I'm just so glad to travel today to the Bay Area. And our guest is Bruce Honig. Bruce, just so glad to have you. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Mark. Well, I hope the sun is shining in your world today. I love the blue sky thinking of the background that you have. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's shining inside and out. Well, very good. Well, listeners, Bruce is the chief executive facilitator, and I love a title, CEF, of his company, Honig Idea Guides. This is all in the area of meeting facilitation and really engaging teams. And Bruce is going to tell us what all that means and what he does. But Bruce, just to kick things off, in terms of creativity and getting that blue sky thinking, what, what kind of gets people literally out of the box sometimes? And we want their heads in the clouds sometimes. What kind of gets us out of our rut and into more creative thinking? Well, Mark, you said that this this is to get us started. This will get me started for a whole day. This is is the focus of my work. This is it. So if you don't mind uh, me being a little bit pedantic for for just like 30 seconds or maybe a minute, I will tell you what I what does it for me and what I'm hoping to help others uh, do. Uh, I call it the beta way, the B-E-T-A way. And uh, as you could guess, the B-E-T-A stand for something. So the first one is block. So what, what, what works for me is being more aware of what blocks me, what gets in the way of me. And, And it could be stuff that's internal as well as external. So some examples of internal blocks would be my assumptions, things that I, I, I assume in the world. One thing that the audience could understand is being tricked by magic. Magic is a great discipline about creating assumptions and fooling you about those assumptions. So that's, that's one uh, uh, thing that I do to deal with my creativity uh, is understanding blocks. And then there is the E of the beta, and that is just exercising it. Uh, There are some good studies out there that that state that one way of being creative is just simply being creative. Just asking yourself, hey, try this one in a creative approach. And so exercising, I got millions of games to actually practice creativity, but you don't need games for that. You need to just simply uh, do something different than you haven't done previously or recently. When you get ready for bed, do it in a different order than you normally do it. And for example, uh, so these are all practices, different ways to be creative. And then the T is uh, our tools, use tools. Brainstorming is one tool, which has four key rules. You know, the key rules is uh, make sure you piggyback on others' ideas. It's okay to come up with odd ideas, uh, defer judgment, and then quantity of ideas is, are the four key rules for that. But there are hundreds of different tools. I actually wrote a book on 
different tools to use for ideation as well as to look at what what you're going to be generating ideas on for what I call focus as well as how to make decisions tools for decision making uh, dice is actually a good ex- tool to use sometimes <laughs> you know just randomly pick one that works yes. sometimes yes. and then the last one is a is and that's uh stands for awareness and education which is really being aware of your own creativity where uh, you know there's a generic aspect to the creative process and I, uh, they're basically for what i see as four stages of the creative process but how you individually work those four stages is very unique to everybody almost like a fingerprint uh and so being aware of how that's unique for you and being aware what the generic stages are is important and then being aware of what are the elements in a, in, a, in a in an environment that help you be more creative helps me be more creative so that awareness of my own creativity uh helps as well as others i love watching uh, uh biographies on the movies and there's a certain level of uh, where i i be, i learn about how someone creates mm-hmm. and that uh, listening to podcasts like unlocking the world of creativity is in and of itself will increase your awareness around creativity and therefore one's creativity yeah that's very good you need that kind of external stimuli this is great So Bruce I I love this idea and these sort of BETA because we we need to organize that sometimes and I know a lot of creative people on the one hand say you know I just like the free wheel you know I like to be open in this but it is nice to have a, a definition of these things but I also think of the other type type of people who say well I'm not that creative or you know I hate going to these kind of meetings because I'm under a lot of pressure to come up with ideas does this give them a little more space allow them a little bit more to participate in something that may not be as comfortable or natural to them absolutely having that uh, uh, works even for the ones who are extremely creative and uh, one thing I want to say to them is that they are creative you would never make it this long if you weren't creative by simply getting out and learning how to walk when you're a child is in and of itself not a terribly unique act for for most of us <laughs> but uh, it is an extremely unique act for the child for the baby for the toddler and uh, we all have it it's a biological necessity i believe So, yeah. Uh, Now, learning how to walk is not using any of these tools or the the structure. For those who are stuck, structure helps a lot more. I get that. That's good. Uh, Certainly, the toddler is just drawing on their natural creative ability. I mean, which is interesting that we're all born with it. We all explore it. And then somewhere along the way, it uh, sometimes slips away, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Bruce, I also want to explore, you know, part of uh, obviously central to your work is group facilitation and group creativity. How how do you compare and contrast that to just the individual artist, you know, sitting in their studio or basement creating alone? Well, very good question. And it dovetails with your earlier question too. Uh, When your, your system that is (laughs) <laughs> your group is more complex. You need more of uh, the, the, what's it called? The requisite variety where you, you need more structure 
to make sure that you're able to align that creativity. So it, uh, with group creativity, similar to individual creativity, you have, there are certain elements that you still cover the four stages of creativeness, uh, the process. You also need to structure it more. You need to, uh, in a group sense, say, okay, we're done focusing or defining what the problem is. Now it's time to start exploring what are the ideas. And these are some of the rules for our group engagement to make that happen. And so you, everybody, you want everybody to come along together, very much like going on a trip to Europe or wherever. <laughs> so you don't want anyone left behind. So, so you say, it's time to get on the bus, Gus. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no one left behind for sure in a brainstorming session, right? Yeah. So it's uh, with, with individual creativity, you don't have to necessarily say, yeah, come on on the bus because you're, the, you're it. <laughs> you yes. go wherever you want, whenever you want to. But it is, it's also important to say to self to, okay, I got to generate more ideas or I really need to focus more on what this problem is. Mm -hmm. And Bruce, do you find, uh, you know, I facilitated my share of meetings as well, but it, there's always that tipping point that you want to avoid becoming, quote, the leader, you know, or the driver. Like, well, I'm coming up with more ideas than the group. This is not good for the facilitator to be driving the ideas. Where, where do you kind of, I guess, bridle yourself uh, and steer yourself as the facilitator to make sure that you're getting the best out of the group, not just getting more ideas out? Good question. Indeed, certainly it's... Sometimes I'm compelled to <laughs> be part of it, but I, I'm, an, I'm traditionalist when it comes to being a facilitator where I'm supposed to be neutral. And so I, I like it myself as a, uh, a camp counselor. Mm -hmm. So I'm not actually swimming or creating the lanyard or whatever it is, though I'm helping the counselors, I mean, the, the campers uh, swim to do the arts and crafts I make sure they have all the materials that are needed and all the resources that are there and the instructions on how to do it. And that's what I do. So I'm basically a, a, a glorified uh, instructor and instruction giver. In terms of the content, I try to stay away from it. Mm -hmm. It's a good metaphor because you're right. You're not trying to be the subject matter expert. You know, you're just trying to make sure everybody's on task and achieving their objective, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes. Oh, <laughs> I can only stay away. Exactly. It's <laughs> like you you see it. It's like I, I can I've never uh, been the driving instructor. I think of the driving school. It's like where where's the steering wheel and the brake on their side of the car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. Well, and you're doing this in a lot of different settings. Now, I can only imagine in the past year, uh, those settings have been uh, wildly different, you know, but when you think about retreats and corporate settings and workshops and all of those things, are, are people now, in your view, after a year of doing this online, you know, ready to get back into group settings again? I'm itching. <laughs> the, tell you that, the facilitator is ready to serve <laughs> i'm ready to serve i uh i i don't think so not entirely uh, i'm getting some calls but very few calls for to go back to quote unquote 
normalcy. And to answer your first question is yes. Uh, like every facilitator I know, <laughs> we all had a pivot. Fortunately, I have an acumen to, uh, to technology. I'm able to figure it out really quickly. Um, and that's just my particular perk, I guess, or gift. And so I, I use a combination of, of course, Zoom. Uh, thank God there was a Zoom with breakouts, which I use very liberally. I don't use chat typically, which a lot of leaders do use because I find it distracting. But I do use uh, tools like Mural or Moreau, which are uh, whiteboard, whiteboard, uh, what do you call apps? That sort of a, it's a virtual uh, post-it type thing. So I work a lot with post-its and index cards and, and uh, paper and all kinds of stuff to the point that people ask me, do I have stock in 3M or this is, or, or they get annoyed that this, <laughs> this is not ecological and I'm an old hippie from the 60s with exactly. the first day happened and I feel a little <laughs> bit of guilt. But I also think, well, we're doing a lot of work here. Exactly. We'll uh, use some flip charts if, if this is the million dollar idea, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Did I answer the question? Yeah, you did. It's very oh, helpful. Good. Yeah. Now, uh, you're also starting to compile a lot of your experience and your tools and so forth, and maybe try to publish more of those. You've got some books out there. Tell us a little bit about the initiative and the project that you have for yourself in uh, sort of archiving and developing uh, a library of these tools. Great. Thanks for asking. Yes, there's, there's an initiative or a project that I call the Creativity and Innovation Cultivator. And it's uh, the cultivator.ideaguides.com. And in there, you will find many of my books that I've written. By the way, my books are all list, uh, lists, not, not actual <laughs> a script or something. You know, most of them are like recipe books, recipe for, of, of, of games and activities or uh, tools or what have you. But there are my books uh, on the site is are on the site. I actually have games. I have a board game and, and card games all around creativity. The board game itself was actually published over 30 years ago. Call, it's called Create, the game that challenges and expands your creativity. It was sold in Nima Marcus. So now I have it for download. You can actually download it and cut out your own uh, cards and stuff. And, uh, I, and that's part of the cultivator. Uh, and then there's workshops. I actually offer a free workshop. Anybody wants it, just contact me. I'd be happy to give you this 45-minute workshop on the beta way. Uh, it's really the four ways to cultivate your creativity, which I talked about earlier. So it's all about that, but I go into a little more detail. Uh, I also offer um, a studio, an exercise studio, where for 55 minutes, we just play games that stimulate one's creativity. A lot of, lot of games, a lot of verbal games, as well as visual games, even some body games, but all in service of cultivating one's creativity. And then, then there's the tool studio, where we learn a tool in one session one a session. What else is there? Oh, and there's something else that has I haven't published yet, 
but I've done in person uh, many times that I call uh, the Solution Speedway, which is uh, actually it's not too different than a lot of stuff that you've, you've been seeing now. I was just a little bit ahead of myself. <laughs> I did this about 25 years ago. It's just a way to get a lot of ideas out for multiple problems. Each person comes owning a particular problem or something that they're working on. And within an hour, they get a lot of answers with the help of others that are in the room. I call that solution speedway. I love that. I love the way you've organized these things into you know these sections, these studios, and sounds like a lot of fun. So listeners, I'll have those uh, links in the show notes. So uh, Bruce, as you start describing uh, these games and all this play, I'm reminded that you and I connected through an event called the Playful Creative Summit. You're speaking at this event. What is your topic? What are you going to tell us about? It's what we've been talking about, actually. All of this good stuff. It's uh, basically ways to cultivate one's creativity and, 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 and my whole perspective around what is creativity, the creative environment, all elements about creative thinking and having a world of creativity. And this idea, you know, of playful creativity. You know, I do think about some of the corporate uh, workshops I've facilitated and been a part of over the time. There's plenty of people who say, you know, we're trying to get some work done here. What's all this game stuff? What's all this play? What role does play offer in a, in a workshop like that? Well, like I said, it, it enables one to practice the thinking process that is needed from the group. So it gets them ready and primed, oiled, and ready to go. And the analogy I use there is, uh, well, you know, if you're going to go for a run, you're going to uh, warm up uh, your muscles first, otherwise you could blow them out. But you want to be able to optimize your running so you can get the most out of running. And that's where the games come in. It's to optimize the thinking process. It's not about just games. Yeah, it's fun. And, and so, should, so should the work be fun, actually. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing at Primes, is for, it to be, for the work itself to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's not such a, fine, uh, a, a straight line. It's like, well, that was fun. Now we're going to work. Yeah, now we got to it, it should be a little blended there. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I love that. And I guess uh, as I think about your own creativity, Bruce, uh, and as you look around the corner and over the horizon, what what's next for you in your creative endeavors? Well, that's a really good question because I don't have an answer. It sounded like uh, an interview question. Uh, like, what's, <laughs> where do you see yourself in five years? It really didn't mean to come out like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, the first thing that came to mind, my partner, my girlfriend would hate for me to say this, but I said six, I was thinking six feet under. That's probably yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, the Creativity Cultivator is a new project. So uh, I hope... I hope to do more uh, workshops on how to cultivate one's creativity, uh, more uh, uh, exercise studios, you know, having fun playing games, more tool studios, and, and just uh, contributing to the world more. Mm-hmm. Well, and all kidding aside, Bruce, the, the word cultivator hits me as hopeful, futuristic, you know, something to come. Because if you're preparing the soil and planting these ideas, you, you must be 
hoping for a harvest on the other side. Indeed, indeed. I, I think there's a lot of harvest to be had in the world. Uh, fantastic. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I can't wait to check out these studios more on The Cultivator and uh, your presentation at the Playful Creative Summit. Meantime, Bruce, give us those coordinates again, where we can connect with you and find you and learn more about your work. Sure. You can find me on my websites. And the, the, the main website is ideaguides, that's plural, dot com. I-D-E-A-G-U-I-D-E-S dot com. And the other is at The Cultivator. And that's thecultivator.ideaguides.com. Fantastic. Well, like I said, listeners, I'll have those in the show notes for you to find. So Bruce, as we wrap up, as we think about this idea of creating something new, I mean, we're not just creating for creative sake, but we want to get our work up and out into the world. Where do you help people find this next stage of confidence to launch the work. So we've come up with the ideas. Now we want to execute them. You know, this sort of second part of innovation. Where where do you see people need the most support and encouragement in getting their work either published, produced, manufactured, recorded, whatever the case is? Well, uh, I would have to say, Mark, that's my weakness. (laughs) (laughs) the execution side. And I think the most important thing for me to understand and appreciate is that it's all an experiment. Hmm. And what's important is to get it out and then experiment to also know that, that once you get it out, doesn't mean you're going to get the reception that you had thought you might, you just might get, in fact, you might get overwhelmed by that, but you also might not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, and you, me- and you mentioned biographies of uh, some of these other creative individuals. It seems like many of them have gone through that experience, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and wh- one, one thing that sets them aside is that they don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> they will do something more uh, and again and again and, and try a different angle, try a totally different process, different problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So um, what's, what drives a lot of creatives is, is the idea that they can be successful. Now, I think it's important to actually drive that what is successful inner to your inner self. And you have to decide, each individual has to decide what is successful to you. My only concern is that make sure that you have experimentation in that and your expectations aren't that high. That's a great way to look at it if, as an experiment, not simply you know, the finished product, signed, sealed, delivered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much more cyclical in nature. Keep experimenting. Yeah. And, you know, this is cliche. Uh, you know, they say is that it's mostly the journey rather than the mm-hmm. destination. So uh, the other, actually, there's one other thing that comes to mind. And that is, um, as you're executing, involve as many people as you are able. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks who create hold it to their chest for multiple reasons, one of which is they're afraid someone will steal their idea. And I I say, you know, that's what's going to kill your idea. Hmm. Just keeping it inside. Mm -hmm. Keeping it inside will kill it. Yeah. You'll lock it away and you'll forget the combination. 
Mm, great perspective. Appreciate that. Well, listeners, my guest has been Bruce Honig, and we've traveled to the Bay Area of California, got some great insight, great experience from Bruce, and particularly this idea that you shared, Bruce, of B-E-T-A, a way to organize the steps of the create, uh, creative process and the you know exercise and the tools and so forth that are involved in it. So thanks for sharing that and, uh, and your website and your cultivator. So listeners, this is an example of the kind of interviews that we bring you each and every week. Each and every episode, we want to bring an expert in creativity so that you can learn from their experience and their perspectives on, yes, how they get inspired for ideas, but then how you organize those ideas and how you make the connections and the collaborations and gain the confidence you need to get your work up and out into the world. So come back again next episode. And in the meantime, if you have any feedback for us, please do follow, rate, review, like, all those good things that you do on podcast, and we'd really appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we've been Unlocking Your World of Creativity. See you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98 and the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, Mark hyphen stinson.com and enjoy the book.